Yeah. Yeah. There's to just throw in there. There's this quote from it's it's so silly. It's the movie Troy with Brad Pitt. I love that movie so much. But before he decides to go fight in the war, he goes to his mother, who's a goddess, and he asks her for advice. And she basically says, if you stay here, you will get married. You'll find love. You'll have children. You'll be happy. But when your children are gone and your children after you, you'll be forgotten. But yeah. if you go to Troy, you, you'll win the war and you will be remembered forever. Um, and so I think that that's sad, that uh, that's a lot of people's mindset, that I'm going to wither away and die one day and I'm going to be forgotten. And that's why I love this tradition so much. Um, whether you're Mexican or not, I think it's important to remember the dead in a positive way. Celebrate them, yes. Ta- you know, And it, it makes also death less of a scary thing, less of a taboo thing. It shouldn't be something taboo. It should be something we're comfortable talking about. But remembering, yeah. like when we're gone, my kids won't know who Nanny is or Papa is unless yeah. I tell them. Yeah. Right? Or after they're gone, my kids are grown and gone, then that's it. Then that generation is completely forgotten. Nobody will remember them. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. In this podcast, we explore all the things that we have battled with and triumphed over along our own health and wellness journeys. Our goal is to provide real content for real women at every age and stage in life and to bring encouragement and community to all of our wayward lasses out there. Are you ready to make a change and start your journey to becoming the best version of yourself? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm your host this evening, Brittany, joined by my sister, Courtney. Hello, sister. And our mother, Amy. Hello, daughter. Hello, mother. She's getting it. She did it. She did it. (laughs) So we're going to keep on the trail of Halloween-themed stuff because it is October. Um, So to start off, our trivia for tonight is going to be I. And I already asked in this trivia question, but I just want to share this. Um, A horror fan and scuba diver, Doug Klein, installed a lifelike Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th statue at the bottom of a watery mine pit in Crosby, Minnesota. So if you were to go down there, you would see a life-sized um, statue of him at the bottom, which is crazy. It's freaky. What a guy. Mm-hmm. What a guy. What freaky. A guy. What a yeah. guy. All right, here we go. So the next trivia question, um, this is just, you know, random. How much money are, consu- are consumers expected to spend on Halloween decorations in 2022? A billion dollars. Mother? Uh, 500 million. That's right. I Austin Powers. He's like, oh, we will hold the world ransom for one million dollars. It's like, sir, one million's not really loud anymore. <laughs> uh, okay, the answer is 3.4 billion dollars. Oh, wow. You said Americans or world? Yeah, because it's an American consumers. Holiday. Consumers in America. <laughs> just nope. Just, just says that. I don't think anybody um, else celebrates Halloween. I mean, Actually, it's England not, does. Who I does? was reading that. Yeah, England. Oh, England. But even though not every country or culture um, celebrates the word, you know, Halloween. Um, like we're going to talk about the Hispanic culture. They're going to buy skulls. And they're going to buy things like that. Like, they dress up and do things like that. So, I mean, yeah, everybody kind of does. 
This is an easy one. Which actress said that Hocus Pocus was one of her favorite movie roles of all time? Bette Midler. Uh, I agree. Yes. Did you guys see the new one? Mm-mm. Yes. Was it good? It was, it was adorable. It was adorable. It was satisfying. It was a satisfying sequel. Yeah. All right. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> the next one. Um, when was Monster Mash released? And do the mash. Do the monster, the monster mash. mash. 1962. Courtney? 1971. <laughs> oh, where is my soundboard? Oh. Anyway, answer. Are you do sound effects? Yeah, well, it didn't play. Um. Don't think. The answer, Mom, is 1962. What? <laughs> Did you cheat? Did you cheat, Mother? Did you cheat? Oh, look at these answers. <laughs> oh, they all played at one time. You just can't click it too. That sounded like a train wreck. <laughs> Let's try Angry Zombie. Who was that? An angry pig? It sounds like a angry, squealing pig. <laughs> Chainsaw. Oh, I stop it. Oh, no. Imagine being thrown across the room. <laughs> okay. Here we go. The next one. Um, where does double, double toil and trouble come from? A nursery rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> A witch's spell. Toil and trouble. It comes from William Shakespeare's Macbeth. Really? Yes. Huh. Yes. Interesting. What percentage of Americans carve a pumpkin for Halloween? 75% of Americans. Oh, I was going to say 72. This one. <laughs> it is 45 percent uh, okay uh, all right we were way off yes. way way we off. went for the majority it's actually <laughs> the minority how much candy does the average american consume each year the average american so one person consumes a ton no for one person Yes. One human being eats a ton of candy in one year? Yes. We'd be dead. You'd be dead. Dead. You'd be dead. dead. Danny, Danny Roman's, Roman's dead. dead. <laughs> Ten pounds. The answer is eight pounds. Oh. <laughs> well. Well, look at you. That's look a lot of you. candy. Yes, I don't think I'm average. I don't eat that much candy. <laughs> Mom's either. a ton. <laughs> one ton. One ton of candy every year. <laughs> What's the top grossing horror movie of all time? Hmm. Interesting. It's not what I expected. Um, Saw? Mother? Nightmare on Elm Street. The answer is... 2017 Stephen King's horror movie, It. It. 
Uh, we yeah. But it's the 2017 version. Not the um, not the, the original. original. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. People were anticipating. I watched it. Did you guys watch it? Mm-mm. Sorry. Yeah, I watched the first one. I, I didn't the watch the first one. There's not a, the not the make remake. No, no, no. Hmm. I watched the first original one with Tim Curry, and then I watched the newest yeah. one. But there's two, so yeah, I watched the first of the new. Yeah. It was all right. It was it was scarier for sure. Yeah, for sure scarier. For because sure scarier. of all of the wonderful effects. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although Tim Curry was a pretty oh, scary. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just had it. So. Yeah. He's good at playing scary people. He was like, he wasn't he the devil in Willow? Not Willow. Um, um, Legend. Labyrinth. Legend. Legend. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's do a couple more. When selling a house, is the homeowner obligated to disclose that it's haunted? No. No. Correct. Most states do not require sellers to disclose paranormal activity or any other dubious stigmatizations like murder on the property or appearances by ghostly apparitions. Hmm. I would want to know. I would want to know. I don't know if I'd want to know. Yeah, but who asks, though? How many people Hmm. would ask? Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So before I sign, has anyone been murdered here? (laughs) (laughs) No. Not on my not on my checklist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see here. We'll do two more. Uh, which sugary Halloween candy was originally called chicken feed? Chicken feed. <laughs> candy corn? Because they uh-huh. eat chickens eat corn, don't they? I mean, it sounds like a good enough answer. The answer is candy corn. Ah! (laughs) That's so weird. All right. Chicken feed. The last one. Um, Which film inspired Michael Jackson to collaborate with director John Landis on the thriller video? American Werewolf. Night of the Walking Dead. Thriller? Come on, zombies. <laughs> zombies. Um, the American, what is it called? American Werewolf. In London? In London. Or Teen Wolf. One of the werewolf movies. The answer is American Werewolf in London. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> I just, because the costume and the, if you think about that movie. And with the eyes. And you think about the... <clears throat> The thriller video, they're very similar. Effects and costume design. (laughs) Yes. All right. So for today's episode, thank you for playing trivia, ladies. You did great. You actually did way better than thought you would. So good job. Uh, For today's trivia, we're going to dive into some cultural aspects um, of the Halloween celebration, mainly mainly the Hispanic culture, because I was a Spanish teacher for seven years. So, yeah, we're going to kind of dive into that, and you guys feel free to chime in as you see fit. Do you guys have my PowerPoint pulled up? (laughs) This chick has a PowerPoint. Who's a teacher? Of course I have a PowerPoint. Do we need to follow along and raise our hands and ask questions? No, but there's pictures, and you're probably going to want to see them. I will say, before you get into it, that I do find this all very, very interesting. It is amazing to see 
where you know the history behind it. So I did mm-hmm. look at your PowerPoint. It's very Thank interesting. You. No problem. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of people think the Day of the Dead is just Halloween and people just dress up. There's so much more to it than that. And I just, you know, it was always important for me to teach my students the importance of, you know, honoring your culture and all of that fun stuff. So in oh, actuality, wait. like, oh, go ahead. Before you continue. So is the Day of the Dead actually fall on Halloween or is it the day after? Does not, but if you pay attention to the PowerPoint, you will learn the answer to that. <laughs> no, just, I didn't see you. I do. I see it. The first and the second. It's on slide number nine. Oh, well, she, did you memorize <laughs> it or do you have it in front of you? Because if you memorize it. I have it in it, front of me. Mm. I've been teaching this for seven years. Gotcha. Oh. All right. So hopping into this. So something important to remember, it's not just a day for the dead. It's, it's a holiday and it's a time to remember the life of people who have passed before you. And in their culture, they see death as a continuum of life. And I think that's very interesting because in at least the American culture, death is very scary and it's like a taboo and we don't really talk about it. Um, and funerals are sad and all those kinds of things. But in the Hispanic culture, they see death as a celebration of life. It's a continuum of life. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? Mm, no, not really. Oh. I mean, as uh, in my faith, in the Christian faith, that's what we believe. De- death mm-hmm. is, to quote the mummy, death is only the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> is that your favorite movie? I love that movie so much. <laughs> I haven't seen it in years. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch it. So, some trivia for you if you haven't looked forward yet. Do you guys know what the three ancient civilizations were that were conquered by the Spanish Empire? Aztec. Inca. Those are, the, those are Mayans. Those are the, those are the three civilizations. Aztec, yeah. Incans, Mayans. Yeah. Yeah. The Aztecs, Incas, and the Mayans. So the original reason, reason for the celebrations, um, comparing them to death, was the cyclical nature of agriculture because trees and plants and all those things would die. Um, and then we would be buried. It's just like it's just like the Lion King. It's the circle of life. You know, and when we, we eat the antelope, and when we die, it's such a terrible thing to tell the grass. Kid. And the antelope eat the grass. The poor kid was like, what? 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 Oh. oh, so another trivia question for you. Do you guys know <clears throat> when uh, the Spanish arrival was and who started all that nonsense? The syncretism, which is the blending of Spanish and indigenous beliefs and practices. It's got to be Columbus now. Yes, in what year? 1492. Correct, correct. That's when he sailed the ocean blue. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny that we still celebrate it. Um, we celebrate him coming over, uh, mass murdering a bunch of people. No, we don't. They've changed it now to they indigenous people. We, we no longer oh. celebrate Columbus. We celebrate the people he slaughtered. It's terrible. I'm sorry. The, 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 the day to remember. Yes. The day to remember. Yes. Yes. Well, like I said earlier, it was a month long process to, you know, the cyclical nature of life and death and all those things. But when Columbus came over and the Spaniards took over and syncretism happened where they kind of shed them of all their beliefs, they narrowed it down to um, two days to coincide with the Catholic holidays which was November 1st, All Saints Day, and November 2nd, which is All Souls Day. 
but the actual calendar in the Hispanic culture, there is a total of four days um, that the celebration goes into. You have the 28th of October is a day to remember those who were killed. You have the 30th. I don't know why it skips a day. Maybe it's 29th, but the 30th is to remember the souls in limbo. The first is to celebrate children who have passed on. And the second is to celebrate adults who have passed on. So some things that they do, um, probably weeks, even a month before the Day of the Dead celebration starts coming up, family members actually go to the tombstones. They clean them off. They scrub them. They clean them up. They repaint them. They repair them. They decorate them with flowers and wreaths and floral arrangements. And if you look at slide number 11, you'll see it's like a huge... It's like a festival. There's candles everywhere. There's flowers. People will go and spend the day there. They have they have musicians and mariachi bands. And it's like a, a whole party just spending the night or whatever day it is that you choose to hang out with your loved ones that have passed away, which I really love because when you compare it to the American culture, it's creepy as heck to be in a cemetery. <laughs> we make yeah, it creepy. Right? But we make it creepy. creepy like. <clears throat> when I went to visit David's family in Poland, we went to his father's grave and it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The cemetery is like, it's not all flat. It's like built into these hills and there's these beautiful trees everywhere and flowers and the, the tombstones are just like gorgeous. They're not just a headstone. It's like a full like piece of cement over the grave. It's like huge and there's beautiful designs and it's just like, like, I would go for a walk there. Like, it's a nice, peaceful walk. You know what I mean? It's a lot different than here, where it's just, like, dreary and scary. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. I don't know why that is. It's kind of weird, no? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it has become that. But I know that if you were to tell me that we're going to spend the night in the cemetery, like, nobody would do that. Heck no. No, 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 no. <laughs> But on the Hispanic culture, especially if you know if your if your family is into and actively celebrates it now, you're gonna you're gonna go there and you're gonna spend the day with your loved ones who have passed on. And right. um right. Uh, so right. wait, can I can I add on to that? Or I don't Please? I don't I did not see it in your presentation, so I will just say I'm on we 11. are of Filipino descent and uh, Spain had colonized the Philippines from I think when Ferdinand Magellan went there in like the 1500s. So there's a lot of Spanish influence there. So so much of the things that you said about Day of the Dead and, you know, decorating the, the, the gravestones. I was asking mama about that. They actually clean the gravestones. They paint them white. They, you know, they stay there all day. They pitch canopies. They have food. They sing. They'll even spend the night there. So very, very similar to what they do in Spain, they do in the Philippines as well. So I don't. We it's we also the same. Here. I spoke to David about how they do it in Poland, and it's the same. It's um, the same. Yeah. yeah. He said that it's they're off of work and school, and people like wherever your family lives from all over the country, they'll all come to one spot and spend the day in the cemetery, and they'll clean it and take care of it and all that, and then they'll yeah. eat, and um, so it's like a huge thing. A huge thing. Yeah. 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 Now, do they also do it on the same days? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think that's culture. true because of the fact that um, Poland is also heavily Catholic. It's a Catholic country, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So they do the All Saints and All Souls Day. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of the countries that have this tradition are heavily um, influenced by Catholic tradition. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. So moving on. Um, have you seen, you guys have seen Coco and of course. Book of Life, right? Right. right? <laughs> well, there is a flower and it's a certain color and it's everywhere. Do you know what color Sampasuchu, it is? Sampasuchu. Yellow. Yeah. Sampasuchus. They're yellow and they use it for the smell. And they use so many of them is because the smell is supposed to attract the soul back to earth and back to their loved ones. So I love that. If you look at like slide 13, <laughs> you're going you to put see, slide up you better put that slide up for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, we got to figure out how to share our screens. Um, but if you look at slide 13, you can see how beautifully decorated some of these are. There's flowers everywhere. There's candles. There's all these other things I'm going to go into. But it doesn't appear to me to be scary at all. It seems very warm, very welcoming, very inviting. And I really do love that. They also use candles as a light to guide the spirits back home. And then those next slides, like the next three or four slides, are all just different pictures and examples of um how the cemeteries will look after they're decorated for the day of the dead celebration. And I love it. I love it. I love how warm and welcoming it is. I, I, I would be interested. I don't, I don't know if any of you gals have done the research, but why is it so different here in the States? Right. If they make it so because we have warm. such different cultures here, but you know, even, even for the, if you're Christian, Right. Even just let's just say Christian doesn't have to be necessarily Catholic, but, um, you know, all Saints Day or all Souls Day, I should say, there should be some type of similarity across the Christian Christian faith where you That's a whole would- other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's just- but they make it look so inviting. Like like you said, I would be afraid to go to a cemetery here in the States, but there I wouldn't be because they've got lights and music and families are there. They're eating. They're beautifully decorated. Yeah. You know, My my guess would be that um, it, even though it may have been – the days may have been heavily influenced by the church, um, the traditions are not continued by the Catholic church. The traditions are continued by the culture. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's it's not the priests and the Catholic Church that are pushing you are push pushing the Mexican culture to go to the cemeteries and do all of this. This it may have been, um, what do you call it? And not inspired, but it, uh, I don't know the word looking for. But it's it's the culture itself and the people themselves that continue the tradition, not the church. It's like okay, guys, make sure you guys go to the cemetery and you bring flowers and you do your altars in the house and all that kind of stuff. They don't, you know what I mean? So mm. that's probably yeah. why it's the culture. I mean. A lot of it, it was a lot of it was torn down when the, <clears throat> when the Spaniards came and converted them to Christianity. Um, and there's not many Hispanics. I wouldn't say not many, but not all Hispanics do this. Like I would right. teach kids, and they're like, we don't really go this all out. Um, like maybe some of my family back in Mexico would do that, but I mean maybe we'll put up a picture or something, but we don't go this all out. So it's definitely a culture thing. Mm-hmm. Just like for us, like doing midnight mass and all those things that we would do based on our culture um, over time as, you know, syncretism, when you're start, starting to adopt the new culture of the new land that you're living in and, you know, really focus too much on that, it kind of dies out a little bit. Mm. Yeah. All right. So mm. moving on, uh, we know Las Ofrendas is um, the offering. So you'll notice that kind of each gravesite, uh, you'll see an offering, but this is normally also happening in the home. I'm on slide 19 now, guys. Um, <laughs> but the ofrenda is, 
uh, especially at, at your home, it's an area that you're going to clear off, you're going to furnish, and you're going to kind of just fill it up with pictures and incense and candles and those sempasuchils. Um, and you're going to make essentially an altar for those who have passed away. And the typical things that they have on there, you're going to have the four elements of water, wind, fire, and earth. Um, water to quench their thirst from their long journey back home. You have fire represented by las velas, the candles. Wind is represent, represented by papel picado, which is the, the tissue paper with all the designs kind of cut into it. And earth is represented by food. Um, a lot of times you'll have pan de muerto, which is like sweet candied bread. Um, but usually you'll put out some of their favorite food uh, of those who have passed away. And then pictures uh, flowers, some of their favorite items for kids at toys. Um, if you kind of look at the next couple of slides, you'll see like this one guy has um, a medal there and then there's some money and it looks like there's a, an Almond Joy bar. So just kind of like their, their favorite little trinkets. Um, and it's just like your altar to them. So typically, you know, you have the Sempasuchos that will guide the spirit back and then they come home and they see this beautiful altar that was set up by their family in remembrance of the ones that they loved. Um, and I think it's very interesting if, not very, very interesting, but I know mama kind of does this. Like when Papa yeah, first passed away, like for Christmas, she's like, she always made him a little plate and got, got him samples of everything. And then she had a picture of him and then she would go late, you know, put the food next to his picture mm -hmm. and do that for him. Mm -hmm. I think it's um, like, like the major holidays. I would say, or I don't know if it's his birthday. I'd have to really pay more attention to it. But she does that pretty much on a yearly basis. Mm -hmm. If you'll notice, she'll do that. Take yeah. some food, bring it up to her room where she's got her altar and she's got a picture of Papa and she'll put the food in there. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's beautiful. The first time I saw her do it, I was like, oh, my God. I know. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you guys actually go to slide 21, there is a link. It is a virtual 3D tour of some stuff of ofrendas and things like that. It's pretty cool. You can kind of travel around to the different rooms. I think they had some different groups come together and make their own altars and ofrendas. Um, so it's pretty cool if you want to kind of click on that. And we can, let's find a way to link this in the show notes, this particular link, because you can, it's so cool how virtual 3D tours work. You can go all around this building and look at all of the different ofrendas that are there. Some of them are for different cultures or for different groups of people. Some of them are for individuals. And you kind of see how um, some of these different people have set up their ofrendas. So it's pretty cool. It's cool. Pretty cool, pretty cool. All right. Um, oh, I know one of the folk <laughs> folklores. I was um, looking into that. <clears throat> if you didn't do this, <laughs> then the dead would get revenge on the living if they weren't treated properly. So... Mm -hmm. I know some people did that. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, lots of pictures, a lot of fun stuff there. Um, let me kind of scroll through this. Go to slide 23. What about slide 23? She passed 23 already. I know. I but talked I about to go it. There. You said folklore, but La Llorana. Llorana. Oh, La Llorona. So what did she remind you of when I was watching the little clip at YouTube thing you had there? I'll just let's preface it by this. She um, married a guy, and uh, they had a couple babies. And he would go away on, on trips, and he would spend a good amount of time away from home. Eventually, after he went on trips, he never came back. So she just wept. She was she was uh, beside herself 
what she ended up doing is she drowned her kids. And mm-hmm. um, when, why are we and talking then, about this? Huh? Sorry. This no, is a sorry. folk. This is a folk tale no, for um, that Brittany has in her. Yeah, La Llorana. But what I thought was really interesting is this woman, she drowned her kids. Tell me if there's there's like a parallel. I'm trying to get you guys to like see what the parallel is. Are you going uh, towards just, the woman in white and supernatural? Yes, she was yeah, wearing that's, white. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what yes. it was based off of. Because she also drowned her kids in the tub. And it was like they yes. basically right after she did it, she realized what she did. And she cries now because she realizes she can't have her children back. So. Yeah, she's. If you hear her crying, she's coming after you. They actually made a new movie for La Llorona. It was pretty good. Sorry, I'd like to see that. It was. It was okay. It was yeah. okay. Look at Courtney. She's like, mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> if you ever right, hear I'm a sorry. woman crying, if you ever hear a woman crying, <laughs> love to no find a woman crying. Bueno. <laughs> um, and then the PowerPoint kind of goes into some other things. Some uh, Hispanic. Uh, cultural foods. Um, what I really enjoyed getting to look into is some of the dancing that they do. So you know how we, you know, we would have the tinkling, and I don't know any of the names of other dances, but we would get together and do all of our cultural dances together in the Philippines. Well, they do the same thing, and a lot of them are Day of the Dead based. So you have um, La Danza de los Viejitos, and if you click later, if you want to watch them, if you click on those, they'll bring you to links to watch the videos. And they just dress up like old people and they're just dancing around. And it's kind of fun. <laughs> and then you have La Danza de los Tequanes. Um, and this is basically like they're going on a hunt, a jaguar hunt. And um, they're kind of reenacting, going going after the jaguar and kind of hunting him and bringing him back in. So that is also pretty cool. Uh, sometimes you will see um, a skeleton, but she is like super bougie. I don't know if you've ever seen that, though. Um, her name is La Catrina, and um, she was created by Jose Guadalupe Posada, and he used those skeletons as political satire. Um, and I think it was really interesting. You'll see a lot of people now will do the skulls on their face, and it kind of started with this. Um, and he used that satire essentially kind of to poke fun at whether you're, whether you're rich or poor. In the end, we're all just skeletons. Mm-hmm. So he would – I think in the next couple of pictures you'll see, I think, like slide 34, right? You see – all these crazy things happening, but it doesn't matter because at the end, we're all just skeletons. So he really used it for a lot of political satire. And that skull became very, very famous. A lot of people paint their skulls, uh, faces as skulls. Um, and you know, still to this day, um, if you ever seen a little figurine of a skull, they're called calacas. And calacas are, like I said, little figurines, but um, they're pretty cool because they are painted. A lot of them are hand painted and decorated to resemble people in life, even though they have skulls on. So you have ones that look like teachers and janitors and musicians and businessmen, and they're all you know doing regular day things and dressed up in regular day outfits, but they're they're also skulls. So those next couple of slides are some pictures of that as well. Do you guys has, have anything to say so far? That's pretty cool. That's really interesting. Oh. Yes, yes. This kind of goes back to what you were saying earlier as to why why did the culture die a little bit and why isn't it celebrated as much? Um, so like I said, obviously, the Spaniard invasion. You're pushing away people's culture and kind of tearing that down and forcing them to Catholicism. Um, but also... When a lot of immigrants moved here to the United States, 
they kind of forced their children to stay away from their culture. Like you need to learn English. We need to learn the new customs here. We need to fit in here. And that's how a lot of Mm -hmm. the culture was lost until you had in 1960s, the Chicano movement, which was a whole movement um, basically to empower uh, Hispanics to embrace their culture again, revitalizing everything, everyone um, to be proud of who they are, proud of their culture. And you definitely saw a revitalization of the Day of the Dead and kind of people getting back into their cultural roots after that Chicano movement. Good That's stuff. Cool. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, there's one video in here that I cry literally every time I read it. Um, And then if you kind of go a little bit further down, we talked about some customs around the world, but every culture has a different kind of way that they celebrate their dead. And even ancient Egyptians had similar uh, traditions of celebrating their loved ones. So basically in conclusion, if you could, I always tell my kids, if you can take anything from us is to not be afraid of dying and death and of the dead, but to try to reframe it to think of as it's a continuum of life you're celebrating the life that they had instead of the death. Um, and then to keep those people in your memory and honor them, honor the deceased, even um, after they pass on. That's pretty much it. You guys got anything? No, it's just um, looking at the different traditions across the world. Um, like in Japan, they celebrate Oban Festival, also known as Matsuri. And they have similar traditions that how they celebrate in in Canada in terms of their festivities. The only difference is that they celebrate this in the July, August timeframe instead of October. (coughs) Excuse me. But I think the one interesting thing when we look at all the different cultures, all the different countries across the world, they do have some sort of tradition that honors the dead or looks back at the dead. I don't know how in the in the U.S. we just kind of like I want to say bastardized it, but we have we we don't necessarily do that, and maybe that's because it's a melting pot of people coming together with different traditions. But we don't necessarily do that, and if we do, it's based in faith, right? It's not like the culture does it. But again, when you look at all the different traditions that they do across the globe, it's interesting to see that many of them have these um, as part of, you know, what they do in the November, July, whatever time frame that they celebrate, but they, they do celebrate their dead. And I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, I was going to say a lot of these cultures, not so much American culture, but a lot of like the ancient civilizations and, the, and those cultures believe that life after death is more important than life itself. Because yeah. life after death is eternity. Yeah. And eternity is a lot longer than the 60, 70, 80, 90, hopefully, years you spend on Earth. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason for why it was so important to remember the dead and, and um, think about those things. Because they felt and still feel um, that it's, it is even more important than life. Because yeah. yet then... Eternity is eternity. That's a mighty long time. A mighty long time. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. There's something long. Not at all. Some things to wrap it up. Some facts um, that I found. Um, only 28% uh, of Hispanic adults actually celebrate Day of the Dead. Um, top hmm. five reasons that they do. 
Uh, 52% say for family togetherness, 39% uh, say it's to teach traditions to their kids, 37% say it's the ability to share the best of both worlds, 51% maintaining tra traditions, 46% food associated with traditions. Um, regions where it's most celebrated, you have 21% ranging uh, from the south east to Texas, 37% in the west, 27% in the mid mid of the country, and then 29% in the top little corner of the United States. And then the top three the ways. <laughs> yeah, but it's more than that. Like if you the see north? the cutoff line. North, northeast. It starts in Pennsylvania. There's okay. more of that than the northeast. And then the top three ways in which Hispanics celebrate Day of the Dead, you have 21% of them typically celebrate at the cemetery. 25% of them buy or bake pan de muerto or some sort of like food to celebrate and then 17% build an altar. So it's not as many numbers. Uh, it's not as celebrated as you think it would be. Um, but there is a huge Day of the Dead festival in Mexico. That would be so cool to go to. There is a video. Maybe we can share the link, um, but it's pretty cool. But remember, it just brought me back to, remember when we had the weird news, Brittany, the guy who was... Uh, Buried alive. Buried alive. Down in, uh, down in what was it? South America or something? Somewhere in South America. I mean, it was a. I think it was like a fruit, not fertility, but it was along those lines of some type of festival. Mm -hmm. I, don't I think it was the I Day of the Dead. I don't think, I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Court. No, no, no. I was just going to say, do we have time or any interest in talking about? where our American tradition comes from, or do we want to save that yeah. for another podcast? No, yeah, let's do it. Because I know we're it. like, we're at 30 minutes in. Well, I've, I, this is something I was always interested in. So I know it's a Celtic pagan holiday, that an ancient Celtic pagan holiday. And by Celtic, it was like Northern, like Ireland, Scotland, the UK, like all those places, not just typically Irish. And it was a festival that marked, because um, they only had two... I guess they called it seasons. They had light season and dark season. And the dark season was between autumn and uh, started between autumn and winter. So they would have a fire festival at that time. And it was called, I don't know how to say it properly in the Gaelic tongue, but I would just call it Samhain. And if you guys remember from Outlander, I think it's episode one. That's exactly the, what they're celebrating whenever mm -hmm. she goes to the stones. They're in... They're in Scotland, I think, and everyone's like, oh, you're here. Are you in town for Samhain or whatever it is? So there was like a huge festival going on, so they still celebrate it. Um, but it was a time for them to – so they believed that it was a time of death and rebirth. Death because winter was coming, but also after death always comes rebirth. And so they also believed that the gods and spirits of the underworld could walk around the earth on this day. And that these gods and spirits would play tricks on you. Mm -hmm. And so to appease them, they would offer things to them like burn right. um, animals, burn crops. Um, and people even started playing tricks on each other and would blame it on the other gods. Like I would do something to you and be like, oh, it must have been those evil fairies. So it started to become a time of like pranking each other as well. And I do believe that's why they started wearing masks um, as a way to hide themselves from the, from the, the gods and the spirits that were like walking on the earth at that time. And then whenever, I think it was Rome, you said, Ma? Is that what you just said before? Rome took over? I think that's what you said, right? I heard you talking about it before. Uh, Rome, keep going. Rome, Rome took, over, took over. Somebody took over. <laughs> I don't remember who. <laughs> um, and Christianity came in and they started 
you know, reframing things with a Christian mind. Oh, yeah, the Roman Empire. Yeah, okay. Um, and so basically what it ended up turning into is, is what it is today, is, um, you know, a time where people would dress up and wear masks and they believe spirits are roaming the earth and they would offer you, begin to offer people like gifts or treats. Um, it was originally, again, to appease the gods walking around the earth, but it turned into just part of the tradition of Halloween was to, you know, we'll give you treats or we'll play tricks, we'll wear masks. So even though people who celebrate Halloween don't necessarily believe all that, it's still rooted in mm-hmm. pagan tradition. Huh. Yeah. That's very interesting. Also, that is interesting. I'm sure I missed a whole bunch of stuff and anybody who's like really into it knows those are the cli- it, Those are the cliff notes. Like- those are the cliff notes. That's my Reader's Digest version. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, guys. Due to some lovely technical errors, the end of the podcast was unfortunately cut off, but that's okay because we were at the end anyway. So to wrap it all up and sum it all up, we hope that you learned something from this beautiful tradition. Maybe you can relate to it in some way, or maybe there are some aspects of it that you can start incorporating into your family to remember your loved ones who have passed on. As always, please make sure you're following us everywhere on social media, Instagram, wayward underscore lasses. We have a Facebook page. We're on YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Email us at waywardlasses at gmail.com, our website www.waywardlasses.com, where mom's blog is and our shop. We're everywhere, guys. Follow us, reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you. So until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses, reminding you to keep it. Bye guys. Thanks for stopping by. And stay classy.